It was the kind of day that makes kids misbehave. All the pomp and circumstance signaled something out of the ordinary and an inspired rowdiness. But the raucous sounds of children gave way to crescendos of horns, flutes, harps, and lyres as people from every station in life fell down before the massive gold image King Nebuchadnezzar's staff had set up. Mishael glanced over at Hananiah, who looked over at Azariah. It was almost comical how they suddenly seemed so tall, towering over the rows and rows of magistrates and commoners folded flat before the massive idol. Any humor was quickly dismissed at the sound of a new scurry. Staff members rushing to the side of the king, hissing their accusations and gesturing at the singled-out Hebrews. The emotion of it all. That feeling of many eyes lasered in on him, transported Hananiah back to another moment this time in a room filled with fellow captives and a menu of alien rations. Earthly wisdom whispered, Just eat the food like everyone else. Do what the new overlords say. Don't rock the boat. Why endanger yourself for the teachings and ways of a now-destroyed kingdom? But Daniel had been there to insist on a different course and maintain that wisdom belonged to God and that his ways were best. And Daniel was right. Following the ways of God resulted in inexplicable favor that won the day. So as the symphony apexed once more, Hananiah followed Mishael and Azariah to the furnace. Pushing past the inner voice of doubts, they stood alone. Well, not really alone. Although the Babylonians seemed to have a monopoly on wisdom, the faithful Hebrews did not let their current circumstances deter them from following the wisdom and will of God. And in doing so, they walked into the fire with the source of all wisdom, because God stands with those who stand for him. And we'll hear more wise words about wisdom right after this. Welcome to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, brought to you by Word of Flame Curriculum and the Pentecostal Publishing House. This podcast encourages adult disciples to think deeply about God's Word, further develop their personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and make a greater commitment to the purpose and plan of God for their lives. Let's dive into today's lesson and explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. Good day to you, God's Word for Life listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry. I am your host, and you're listening to the God's Word for Life Companion Podcast. Today's episode stems from a lesson dated November 6, 2022, entitled Wisdom's Worth. It's a brand new series called Choosing Wisdom, and today's title is Wisdom's Worth, focusing on 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Now We've all encountered some know-it-alls in our lives. Without a show of hands, some of us may have even thought of ourselves in this way, especially when we're discussing a topic we know a lot about. But knowledge does not always equal wisdom. As an Irish rugby player, Brian O'Driscoll, was famed for saying, knowledge is knowing a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. And I think there's even some debate now over whether tomato is a fruit or a vegetable. That will probably go on until Jesus comes. We need to acknowledge and admit we don't know it all. We need humility to obtain wisdom. We must humble ourselves like the great King Solomon humbled himself. In 1 Kings 3, when the Lord promised to give Solomon whatever he wanted, the young king did not ask for honor or riches or even long life. He recognized the daunting task ahead of him, so he asked God for wisdom. Others may have treated the Lord like a genie in a bottle, granting them all of their wishes, but Solomon knew better than to waste all he could glean from the source of wisdom on just gifts and gold. Rather than setting himself above them, 
He set aside his pedigree, his power. He embraced humility to be the leader God has called him to be and the people needed him to be. But sadly, we know Solomon didn't always follow the ways of wisdom. We read that downfall in 1 Kings 11 verses 1 through 3. He reached the pinnacle of royalty on earth. He was renowned for his acute understanding. But at some point, wisdom became theory without proper application. And as an older man, Solomon needed the humility he possessed as a younger man to continue walking in all the wisdom God had given him. Thankfully, he had the wisdom to write and collect proverbs from around the world that we can use today so we can increase in wisdom. Speaking of proverbs, what is a proverb from the book of Proverbs you rely on because it speaks most to you? Well, Proverbs chapter 3 contains some of the most off-quoted verses about pursuing God, who is the source of all wisdom. The famed verses, Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6, command, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. These verses are a challenge. They challenge us to override our human inclination to trust in ourselves. And God has granted us the ability to approach situations with logic, but we must also have the humility to avoid leaning on our own understanding. The next verse, verse 7, warns us not to be wise in our own eyes. Our perspective may not always be right. Even if we think we're right, we may not be. We should humble ourselves and seek God. The wise double-check. Carpenters say it like this, measure twice, cut once. We must have the humility to pray for a God's-eye view of our situation. Following God's wisdom leads to great reward. We have health when we humble ourselves and follow the will and the wisdom of God. God increases us. He gives us all we need and more. While Proverbs 3 verse 10 speaks of new wine literally bursting from the presses, there's also a spiritual application. When we follow the wisdom of the Spirit of God, we see a great outpouring of revival. God blesses us spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially. If we're willing to receive these blessings, we must also be willing to receive correction from the Lord. It's one thing to humble ourselves to be wise. It's another thing altogether to accept the chastening of the Lord and admit when we've done wrong. When we face these situations, we should be thankful for the discipline of God because it reveals He loves us. Remember, it takes discipline to be a disciple. Discipline's not very popular in our world. We live in a me-first, individualistic world. It makes it difficult to embrace humility and accept correction required to be a disciple. People are discussing which pronouns they prefer based on a demand for transgender rights as well as confusion about gender. If people were truly honest, they would discover that humanity's preferred pronouns have nothing to do with gender. This confusion is rooted in pride. Many should declare the pronouns are me, myself, and I, just to admit the selfish and self-centered view we all often have. There's nothing wrong with self-care, nothing wrong with pursuing godly goals, but we must humble ourselves to advance in the right way. We would do well to remember 1 Peter 5, verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Humility respects the sovereignty of God and helps us recognize God's timing and our own timing. It may often differ. We all must embrace humility to stay faithful to the will and the wisdom of God. So what are some practical steps we can take to be more humble in a world that values individualism, often at the cost of wisdom? Following God's wise plans for our lives ultimately leads to reward. We should not behave wisely just for the sake of reward because we have a kind and loving Savior. He desires to give us good things, including the desire of our hearts. But let's learn the lesson that wisdom is its own reward. 
Those who follow the path of wise will have a greater chance of leading healthier, happier lives. These rewards are natural byproducts of wisdom. Wisdom does not always lead to great riches because God may choose to bless us in other ways. But poor decisions, they often do lead to poverty. Proverbs 21 verse 20 declares, There is treasure to be desired in oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man spendeth it up. Many people just say it like this, A fool and his money, they are soon parted. Whether or not we have money, we should make a firm commitment to never part from wisdom. But we must be wary of focusing too much on the gifts that come from wisdom. We know Solomon's wives turned his heart away from God, but maybe he forgot some of his own proverbs and started focusing on his wealth more than his wisdom. Wisdom also has the benefit of bringing peace. Solomon's very name comes from the Hebrew word for peace, shalom. David likely chose this name for his son out of a strong desire to put his days of fighting behind him and give his son a formidable kingdom where he could maintain peace. Since all of wisdom's paths are peace, we must be wise enough to recognize when we have deviated into some unnecessary battles. Solomon's taxation policies, they eventually led to the division of his kingdom. If the king had held on to his wisdom and the peace it provided, the kingdom could have maintained its unity. The word shalom means more than just peace, it means wholeness. Solomon didn't even fully live up to his own name or the plans his father or his heavenly father had for him. So let's not follow in those footsteps. What wise steps can we take to create some more peace in our life? And I'll give you a hint. It starts with wisdom and righteousness. During our lives, we may find ourselves on some wild goose chases, pursuing things not of God. But rather, we should pursue wisdom. It leads to wonderful rewards. We have a wise God concerned about meeting our needs, more so than just giving us gifts that might lead us astray from his plan. We often thank God for all the blessings he gives us, but maybe we should also thank him for the unanswered prayers. Prayers we prayed that God did not wisely answer because he knows what we truly need. Many things in life, they appear wise or logical, but Proverbs 3 verse 21 speaks of sound wisdom. In a world where many people offer advice and all forms of counsel, we must be careful to follow the right kind of wisdom. Worldly wisdom might have some benefit, but worldly wisdom alone will not lead to ultimate success God has for us. Essentially, sound wisdom is wisdom so effective that it leads to success. Godly wisdom may yield different definitions of success. The earliest mention of success in Scripture is found in Joshua chapter 1. Joshua was another God-appointed, God-called leader. And he found success in battle when he conquered the land of Canaan because Joshua meditated on the word of God. That meditation on the word of God brought him success. If you're looking for a self-help book or a volume on wisdom, well, just open up the Bible. It is the word of God, and he is the only wise God. When we look in the New Testament, we discover true wisdom can only be found through the life and the teachings of Jesus Christ. Some have called Jesus a wise philosopher, but we know he's so much more than that. Jesus did provide many wise sayings. He led a life that defied logic and worldly wisdom. And many people found the message of Jesus to be counterintuitive. He talked about saving your life by losing it, winning the ultimate battle through loss. His words didn't make a lot of sense to his followers. Some people left because of his hard sayings. Even the apostles had difficulty understanding his message, and they lived with him. We must stay at the feet of Jesus to continue to glean and learn from his teachings. Since wisdom is not always about gaining, what might we need to lose in order to be wise? 
the Apostle Paul followed Jesus' lead, and he spoke about some pretty interesting reversals as well. Paul wrote, Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 18. Paul spoke about the humility required to achieve wisdom. As a learned man in Scripture, Paul realized he had acted like a fool when he pursued early Christians and he put them to death. He lacked the wisdom that could only come from an encounter with the God of all wisdom, but his life forever changed when he met that God, he met Jesus, on the road to Damascus. And then Paul wrote to the Corinthian church in an attempt to correct their foolish behaviors, and he stated, The foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 25. Through weakness, Jesus achieved victory over sin and death. He defied humanity's logic. We must exercise great caution if we focus on worldly wisdom. To us, it might seem logical, it might seem profitable, but to God, it just seems foolish. Then Paul ended 1 Corinthians 1 by reminding us of the strong connection between wisdom and humility. He warned us that no flesh should ever glory in the presence of God. We should be humble. And this humility leads to us being made wise through Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30, Paul wrote, But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Christ is the beginning of a better life, and that better life begins with wisdom. Today, Jesus is calling us to deepen our relationship with him, and that relationship goes beyond him merely being our Savior. Jesus did not only save us and redeem us, but he's also ready to advise us as our wise counselor. Walking with Jesus will make us wiser than we could have ever hoped to be on our own. A strong relationship with Jesus, that's what we need to grow in wisdom. One more question. What wise action plan can you make for your life today? What steps will you take in making godly plans for your future? Okay, we're going to wrap this up. The man stood at the bus stop on a cold, snowy northern morning. Snowflakes kissed his cheeks as warm tears flowed from his eyes. He felt the desperation of making a difficult decision. His own human nature told him he should take the offer on the table get out of his current situation, and journey to something better. But the wisdom of the Holy Spirit told him to wait. But the new job offer came from a godly pastor, someone the man and his wife trusted. They had friends where they were going. If the couple made a pros and cons list, they could easily tilt the scales in favor of leaving. But remember, there is wisdom and patience. James wrote, But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. James 1 verse 4. The couple wanted nothing more than to extricate themselves from their current situation. Time had run its course. They had served faithfully and now had an opportunity to serve elsewhere. They might even feel valued again. The decision loomed over the man's head like the chilly gray sky. It also seemed just as murky. Sometimes that happens when our hearts desperately desire something that seems reasonable and logical, yet God says no. That moment helped the man more clearly understand the difference between human wisdom and godly wisdom. While he and his wife could make a strong case for leaving and pursuing this new opportunity, the wisdom of the Holy Spirit told him to wait. Just like the Spirit prevented Paul and his companions from doing the good work of preaching the Word of God in Asia, the Lord was preventing this couple from doing something, not because the situation was not promising, but because it was the will and wisdom of God for them to wait. As the man wiped the snow and tears off his face and boarded the bus, He knew he would not be traveling any farther than his current destination, at least for right now. 
But soon the wisdom of God would lead him and his wife in a new and fruitful direction. Along their journey, they would meet a couple who faced some obstacles because they found themselves out of the will, out of the timing and the wisdom of God. And the man would remember that freezing, gloomy day at the bus stop. He would be thankful he had chosen godly wisdom over his human logic and desires, and in doing so, deepened his relationship with Jesus Christ, who has always been and will always be the source of all wisdom. I'd like us to pray that the Lord Jesus would help us to look to him for the wisdom we need and then to live with faith and courage in the wisdom he provides. Let's trust God that he does know what he's doing when he tells us to go, when he tells us to wait, that he knows and we can trust. Lord Jesus, we look to you today for all the wisdom we need, wisdom to live our lives, wisdom to lead our lives, wisdom to lead our homes, wisdom to lead our churches, wisdom, God, to know what you would have us to do and then also the courage to do it. Help us to trust you. When you tell us to go, when you tell us to wait, we listen for your voice. We want to know your will and be in your will and have your wisdom. I pray, Lord Jesus, everyone listening would hear your voice, would follow after you, would do what you've called us to do. We trust you. We will follow you. We love you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much, God's Word for Life listeners. Be sure to click subscribe and share or the bell button or the like button or the follow button or the, yeah, I'd like more of those episodes button, and then you'll never miss an episode and neither will any of your friends if you share this with them. Head over to PentecostalPublishing.com. We've got some great resources there for you to help you in your walk with God and help others in their walk with God. So thankful you're part of our listening audience. I thank you also for your responses. We are taking a look at those responses for the survey we've just conducted on whether or not this podcast should air the episodes before the weekend when it's scheduled to be taught or after before as a preview after as a recap or before as a preview and then a recap but we're taking a look at those responses and we'll have a decision on how to move forward hopefully with wisdom in the near future so thanks so much for being a part of this god's word for life family next week we continue our walk through wisdom and our episode is entitled Wisdom's Works from Proverbs chapter 31. Looking forward to sharing that with you next week and always look forward to learning and living out God's Word for Life. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, where together we explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you are looking for other Bible study tools and resources to encourage you in your walk with God, visit us today at PentecostalPublishing.com.